Hi, welcome to Romance Happy Hour. I'm Dylan Crush. And I'm Don Ludicky. We're bringing you your favorite romance authors. You'll get to hear them read from their books and answer your questions. Now let's get on with the show. We are live, Don here with Romance Happy Hour. And I am here, of course, with the beautiful Dylan. This mm-hmm. way, she's this way. And Jenny Martz and Rachel Everly. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, for having us. Thank yes. you. I'm very excited. And Jenny is, uh, uh, re- I don't want to say repeats. She's a, a- returning <laughs> guest. Returning, yes. She's a repeat caller. A repeat caller. A returning guest, of course, um, if you all remember. She was really early in the Romance Happy Hour. Um, did she join us? So I'm, we're very excited to have her back and Rachel, we're very excited to have you here as well. Dylan, what are you working on? Um, I am in less than 12 hours. I will be heading out to Writers on the River in East Peoria, Illinois tomorrow. So that'll be fun. It's so jealous. I know it's really cool to be getting back to in-person signings. So, um, I was just telling Dawn I can't find my credit card reader and I can't find some other stuff that I normally have on my table, but hey, we're just going to go with it. So yeah. So yeah. So I've been stress packing all day. Yeah. I was going to say all the, the, all the things wrong are going wrong for you today because you're leaving tomorrow. So, so that means everything will be good this weekend, right? Is that how it works for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Always. Yeah. Right. Okay. So um, now, beyond that book book world, I, I am working on some stuff. I just got um, the uh, notice from the audio people for Kiss Me Now Cowboy. That's my next release that comes out in August. And they are starting to record the audio on Monday. How exciting. So, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Super excited about that. So yeah. and then I've just got a bunch of book stuff that I've got to keep working on. So. Yeah. How about you, John? What are you up to? We saw your pictures from the rodeo, but yes, yeah, you know, it like was. You cannot see the teeny tiny little faces that were in the box. So, are you able to tell us who attended the rodeo or not? Yeah, yeah, I can. I didn't sign a non-disclosure agreement for that one. Okay. No. So, um, what that is is, um, I'm thinking that um, Yellowstone. We all of a sudden, my little town got these brand new. Um, like seats for our arena, like uh, grandstands. We got grandstands during the winter time, got all these. And then, so I, we went to our first and mind you, my town is 700 people. Okay. In the winter time when it's the actual, just the town right now, it's thousands of people because as you know, Yellowstone is here. So um, I'm pretty sure they gave us the grandstands because now when you go there, Everything is Yellowstone. If you notice in the picture, um, the Yellowstone brand is everywhere in that picture. Oh, and the so, Dunn Ranch brand? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So they they um, get, I think, they, they get, all get special seating. So those, those box seats are all for the Yellowstone people and their guests. So anytime there's a rodeo, they're just coming in and going in all over the place. So. Yes, it I was. Dawn was teasing us. She posted this picture and said, "Recognize anyone?" And the people's heads were like this big, tiny. yeah, <laughs> old. And I was like, "No, like I can't even well, zoom in." I couldn't even zoom in myself. You know, I'm like this because, like, I think Rip was there, but he was like Cole at that time, so he had a different hat on, right? And they were giving away. They were doing an auction in town, and um, they did. I'm thinking like it was auction? no, a a that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been great. No, yeah. um, this one, there's a, a local hat company called the double H hat and they're actually pretty big and they do custom hats. Um, and so they did, they were one donation for a thousand dollar hat and, oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. belt buckles and all these other things. Well, of course, Yellowstone won all of the, like they were all bidding the crap out of these. So I'm pretty sure if that was Rip, he got a brand new hat from the Double H Customs. If that was Rip, that was bidding on it. But I couldn't tell either. I was had my phone and I was like, is that him? He's in a white hat, <laughs> not a black one. I can't tell. So 
but that's all right. we was, all live vicariously through dawn right yeah. now so. yeah well it was Ripping. a great rodeo though because um one of the the boys that was riding there is one of my in my daughter's class and and he actually made it to nationals this wow. year and so he was um doing a uh um a fundraiser there and Yellowstone was there. So his thing was there was this bull Darbatius and I didn't get the, this picture cause it, I should have, but Darbatius is, can actually be saddled and ridden. And so some of the cow, the local cowboys will ride him around Darby occasionally, apparently. And so the other day I just was coming through to my house and all of a sudden there's just this saddled bull tied to the fire hydrant next to the blue joint bar. <laughs> And I'm just like, I got to get this picture. But by the time I got back, he was gone. But um, Darbatius is the local bull. They were retiring him after this. But our local boy, my 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 daughter's friend, was riding in the rodeo trying to um, earn money. And the local hospital said they'll match anything, any um, donations he gets from that ride that night if he lasts eight seconds. Ooh, and Darbatius? So, Undarbaceous. Okay. And so ridden on a saddle. Right. But he's actually bucks like crap. Like he's a good bucker too. Like a good bull you can is super tame unless you want him to buck and then he just bucks. And um, so he rode Darbaceous and not only did he get a massive amount of donations because Yellowstone was there, Mm -hmm. the local hospital matched it because he rode it eight seconds. And he got an 80, he got 89 points. And so he won the whole rodeo. So, yeah. And he's like this little junior in high school. So, yeah, we're super proud of our local heroes here. Small town. (laughs) And that's in Montana. Is that right, Don? Montana? Yeah. Yeah. Darby, Montana. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Gonna say, we should have warned Rachel that she was going to be surrounded by, um, Cowboy Cowboy girls. Cowboys, yeah. <laughs> I, I got horses behind me. If you can see that. <laughs> that's not all we write, but the three of yeah. us do write that in common. So that's oh, funny. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Oh. Teresa's saying, all right, which one of you is writing a saddled bull now? I know, right? <laughs> I don't oh know. My God. I <laughs> oh, I will. I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle of plotting. That's awesome. Yeah, great. I got it. Saddled bull. So are you writing anything, Dawn, or just attending rodeos with famous people? Yeah, that um, I I did a – I'm going to tell you here because they haven't hired me back, so it's not like they care. <laughs> I did a couple oh. episodes of Yellowstone um, as an extra in the background. But if they find this and and I they hear me saying that, then they're going to fire me for future, but they haven't hired me again. So we'll see. But um, – I'm using it for a lot of research. It's really interesting mm-hmm. in the background. I'm currently plotting out a cowboy's kiss. Um, so cowboy's kiss is about a cowboy who, who knows what a, a kiss is, a kissing the bull. Do you guys know? Or is that just like a Montana slang thing? I'm not <laughs> sure. So kissing the bull, my my first boyfriend was a bull rider. And um, kissing the bull is where the cowboy smacks heads with the bull. They're kissing it. And um, so my one boyfriend had a concussion from doing that. So I thought, okay, well, this, so the cowboy's kiss is he, at the very beginning, he smacks his with the bull. So he just kind of has this whole change outlook in life. So it's kind of a redemption. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm kind of plotting that out. But my agent came back and said, okay, well, let's, let's rethink your hero. So I'm rethinking my hero and kind of trying to plot him out a little bit. That's what I'm working on. And Kate, I just got to answer Kate real quick. I was not affected by the flooding. I was not. No, we weren't. Um, That was kind of one valley over. So we had a lot of high rivers, but not not anything like Yellowstone did. But Dylan, you're coming to Montana. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not going to get to see you. No, I'm sorry. I guess I, you know, forget how big Montana is. So we'll be in two different parts. (laughs) yeah you know my latest book that just came out is set in montana and it's essentially like based on fort benton montana okay well that just means you need to come visit me yeah i got an rv you can stay in you can go to perfect go tour everywhere perfect (laughs) 
Wow, Jenny, she's never offered me the RV. <laughs> Perfect. You could stay in the RV too if you want, Dylan. Ooh. Let's go together. We'll do a riding retreat. We can yeah, Rachel, you can my RV. <laughs> Rachel, you can come too. Yeah. Oh, I love, love that. So, Jenny, since since we're talking cowboys, why don't you yeah. tell us a little bit about you and what you write and what you've been working on? Well, okay. I'm glad you asked because <laughs> I do have some stuff to tell you. So awesome. I am Jenny Martz. I write uh, cozy mystery. I write Western romance. I write romantic comedy. Um, this summer I have been just all cowboy, all Western romance. Um, my uh, latest book that just came out in June, I had two releases this year and they both are in June and July. So and they're both cowboys. So my release with Hallmark Publishing just came out a few weeks ago. This is Cowboy Ever After um, hey. from Hallmark. So this Love is her. sweet romance. A timid um, romance writer uh, is writing Western romance and she's getting the details wrong. So her editor sends her to stay on a ranch with her brother in Montana. And when she gets to the ranch, she meets the real life replica of the hero in her book. So this has been really fun and I've been promoting this book like heck and um, tonight we're going to switch and we're going to promote my new book, which I'm super excited about. So there's Cowboy Ever After. Yay. We talked about that. Um, <laughs> but I also write a horse rescue series oh. and that is a cowboy state of mind and when a cowboy loves a woman and how to cowboy and the brand new book. For this series that's coming out in a couple weeks is Never Enough Cowboy. Yay. And this mm. is the one I'm going to read from tonight. And I am beyond excited about this book. It's one of my most favorite ones that I've written. I feel like it's one of my best. I just am really proud of this one. I'm really excited about it. And I have to say, um, I don't, I can't pop back in the chat, but Linda, thank you. For reading Cowboy Ever After and for loving it. And yeah. Teresa, you'll have to think of new questions about Never Enough Cowboy because <laughs> she just came to my book signing at um, Cowboy Ever After. So I just got to say, though, the title is perfect because you're, there's never right? enough cowboys. There's yeah. never enough cowboys. Yes. And actually, yeah. what I'm working on, which is so funny because I'm inundated with cowboys, but what I'm writing, what I'm writing, what I'm on deadline for, um, as of Monday, my book is due Monday, and I passed 70,000 words today, and I just need another 10,000 by Monday, um, and to edit it and have it ready to turn in on Monday, so that'll be super big, big weekend for Jenny, um, is a cozy mystery. So I yeah. signed a couple of new cozy mysteries with Crooked Lane Books. It hasn't been announced yet, but Ooh. super secret. Whoop -de -doo. You guys are spilling all the tea. Uh, I know, yeah, right? I have so. to see. Rachel's gonna have to have a secret for us, so yeah, no yeah, pressure. Good ones. <laughs> yeah. So well, Jenny, Teresa is saying that um, she's waiting for the next installment of your Page Turners book club. I know. Oh, I am not coming along. Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I wish I had a, a good answer for that question. Um, Never enough time. Yeah, never. Um, it's coming. It's it's in the works. So, but I don't know when. Yeah. And what about you, Rachel? So tell us about what you're working on, a little bit about yourself. Um, sure. And also, so, if you have any secrets, I'm sorry, I had to add that. Yeah. Have any secrets? <laughs> yeah, and your secret. Yeah. yeah. Well, so okay. So I used to write as MC Cerny, and basically, I just have a new pen name, so it's same me, basically same everything. Um, and a lot of my um, backlist books are just going to get rebranded under my new name because I had some life changes. You know, we all kind of have that, you know, the panini's over, you know, end of a relationship, buy a house, all kinds of craziness. So I'm just, you know, new chapter in my life, literally across the board. So um, I've, I'm currently in between like several projects. So I write um, romantic comedy, like super steamy romantic comedies. Um, and I also write dark romance um, and some mafia 
stuff I'm kind of starting. So, and I'm putting a lot of that on my Patreon page, which is kind of new for me. I've never done that before. So we'll see what that's like. Um, so definitely get all the sneak peeks and tea on there will definitely be coming out there. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm just enjoying kind of getting back to my writing schedule. Um, you know, cause I'm, I'm not a full-time author, but like, I have a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Well, awesome. we are here for all of that. So yeah. Yeah. Our, our viewers will love all of that. If it has romance in it. Yeah. We're here for it. Well, and Linda just said mafia romance. Yes. So we do have some mafia fans. Linda, um, I think Linda likes things a little dark sometimes. I know. So, I, I don't know. I've She's seen got that, that about her. Yeah. Well, then that makes me feel good that she just read my Hallmark book and loved it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, isn't it? It seems that, that readers who like dark will also read light stuff, but people who just really, really, really like the light stuff don't often venture yeah, into the, the dark. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'd like that. I'll read anything. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm all over the place. Any romance, any mm -hmm. romance. Me too, for the most part. I gotta um, be honest, like, like self-help books and stuff like that. I can't get past the first page. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm well, not a non you're already, person. You're already helped, Dawn. I mean. No, I'm, oh my God, I need the help. <laughs> I need the help most of all right now. <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> Um, so Rachel, I wanted to ask you because mm -hmm. you mentioned Patreon and you've got a, a new little thing going on on Patreon, don't you? I'm I'm kind of oh, on the yes. on so, the edge of that. Yeah. I have not um, jumped in with both feet yet, but yeah. but I I am definitely kind of I'm in the group and and I haven't got set up yet, but yeah. I'm jumping so, into it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually going to be posting my steamy one shot uh, later this evening because um, I wrote a little bit more than I thought I was going to write. So, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, because they're they're going to be you know short little, very steamy open door snippets, and um, on all of our Patreon pages, you know, it's a very special tier, so you know you're definitely going to get those steamy scenes. Um, and I know for mine, I've kind of planned them around a brand new couple, um, which will have a dark romance mafia kind of thing. And every, every week we're going to get a new prompt and it's a very random prompt. And this week's prompt was <laughs> unexpected, we'll say. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. Um, I was glad that I wasn't, um, playing along yet because I wasn't sure how I would have worked in this week's prompt. Yeah. Into my contemporary yeah. small town stuff yeah so um, <laughs> there is, um oh well i was gonna say i'm not live on it yet but for those of you that don't know what patreon is it is um i guess like a private group well not all of it's private but it's it's just a platform where authors can post content and they can have free tiers or there can be tiers where you know it's a subscription every month and so the steamy one shot is a collaboration between several authors and it's a $2 a month tier. And, um, and so the authors are going to be posting a steamy, like 500 to 15 word short every week based on the random. Um, so there's a group, a Facebook group that if you are um, a supporter of one of these authors on their Patreon, you can join the Facebook group and then they spin this wheel and it gives the, the random prompt for the week. And you get to, you can come in and watch that live. And then um, we're supposed to release our story on Wednesdays, I think, because, I mean, oh, this is the yeah. first week, so it's all kind of coming together. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this week, I don't know if we're allowed to say what the prompt was, but. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure either. I mean, it's PG-13. Well, you know, so. um well, we can we can use um, euphemisms for some of that. So they they say not if walls could talk, but if your flower was talking, flower kitty cat. Kitty <laughs> <laughs> cat's good. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. oh my goodness. Good okay. Yeah. Gotcha. 
Yeah. So, and it'll be interesting to see where it goes because some of our authors write, you know, paranormal. You know, I took a very much more contemporary slant on that. Um, so, yeah, but mine's going to follow one specific couple for each of the prompts. So, oh, cool. We'll see where Fun. the story goes. Yeah. So, if people want to check that out, they can find you on your Patreon, right? Yes. And is it under your uh, Rachel Everly? Okay, cool. Okay. Well, right. I think it, we should get going to uh, Jenny yes. decided to go first, right? So, oh, to read? To read, yes. Yeah, yeah um, totally. I mean, because we've already been through 20 minutes. I told you it goes fast. It's fast. We so I'm going to. Gonna, about. <laughs> I know so much to catch up on. All right. I'm going to pop you up here, Jenny. And there you are. Oh, here we go. Should I just go? Yep, go for it. Okay. Okay, so I am reading from Never Enough Cowboy, and this book is about Jillian, um, the librarian, single mom librarian. Um, she's got a 10-year-old son, Milo. She has she was in the book previous, and um, the hero is Ethan um, Rayburn, Sheriff or deputy Ethan Rayburn. He's going to run for sheriff, which causes some problems because Jillian, the sweet sassy librarian has some dark stuff in her past that could get in trouble. She could get in trouble um, with dating the sheriff. So the book opens um, in all of this whole series is a ornery goat named Otis. And Otis is always getting in tug of wars with people, with women especially. And usually it's for their clothing of some sort. So the book opens with uh, Otis has gotten in a tug of war with Jillian for her skirt. You know, those little rip skirts like you wear on the beach. And he's she climbed up in the rafters of the barn. She's at the ranch by herself. The goat has taken off with her skirt and knocked the ladder down. He tried to climb up the ladder and the ladder knocked down. And so she's up in the barn with no skirt on and this truck pulls up and it's Ethan. Okay. And so Ethan, this is it. Ethan just walks in to the barn. Jillian, is that you? She cringed as she heard his deep voice call from below. He'd already seen her. It wasn't like she couldn't, she could pretend she wasn't up here no matter how hard she wanted to. She peeked her head over the edge of the loft and tried for casual nonchalance, as if she'd just run into him at the supermarket instead of half-naked and trapped in the barn loft. Oh, hi, Ethan, his brow furrowed. What are you doing up there? She let out a heavy sigh. I'm stuck. Bryn's stupid goat chased me up here, then knocked the ladder down. A grin tugged at the corner of his lips, and he pointed to the fallen ladder lying on the barn floor. I can fix that, but you're making my first damsel in distress call this morning pretty easy. He picked up the ladder and leaned it back against the edge of the loft. That's what you think. First all, first of off, first of off, gosh, okay, I'm gonna, first, first off, I'm no damsel. I'm a, I'm curvy and five foot nine and I haul around stacks of books for a living so I can take care of myself. He grinned up at her. Wait, you had me at curvy. A warm flush heated her cheeks. Stop it. Curvy is just a nicer way of saying that I have an hourglass figure with way more sand in the bottom half. That just happens to be where I'm the most partial to sand. Oh my word. She rolled her eyes, but her insides were flipping around like she had jumping beans in her belly. He lifted his hands off the ladder. But if you don't need me, I could take off. No, wait. I said I'm not a damsel, but I'll admit to being in the slightest bit of distress. At your service, ma'am, he said, deepening his voice and winking up at her. Why did everything out of his mouth sound dirty? And why did she like it? Also, he wasn't usually this cool. He usually seemed much more nervous and a little tongue-tied around her. Maybe he felt more comfortable in his official capacity as deputy. I'm sort of afraid of heights, and by sort of, I mean terrified, so I may need a little help getting down. He chuckled. Okay, not a problem. I can come up and get you. He lifted his cowboy boot onto the first rung of the ladder. No, don't. I mean, that's nice of you, but there's another problem. 
What is it? She chewed her bottom lip as she tried to figure out how best to phrase it. So when the goat chased me up here, we were having sort of a tug of war with my skirt and he won. Say again? Please don't make me repeat it. I'm humiliated enough as it is. So you're telling me there's a goat running around here somewhere with your skirt and you're up there and just your, uh, there was that tongue tied guy she was used to. She nodded. My underpants. Yes. He raised an eyebrow. Did you say underpants? Yes. I have a 10 year old son. That's what we call them in our house. Are you more comfortable if I call them panties? He cringed and a pink blush crawled up his neck. Nope. I'm good with underpants. Actually, I'm good with not talking about them at all. Well, we don't have to talk about them, but from where you're standing, you're certainly going to get to see them. Let's just pretend I'm here on official duty. I'll try to think of you as a kitten stuck up in a tree. Pink colored his cheeks again. Okay, maybe not a kitten. Jillian pressed her lips together to keep from laughing. It was kind of adorable the way he blushed, especially since the man was a six-foot-plus broad-shouldered hunk of a cowboy. He scrubbed a hand across the back of his neck. I just meant that I can stay professional. And don't worry, I've seen a lot crazier things in my line of work. Once I had to help save a 300-pound naked guy who got his hand stuck in the toilet trying to save his phone from being flushed. Seriously, dude, do you think telling me about a 300-pound naked guy stuck in a toilet is helping me to feel better about this situation? Well, uh, no, I mean, I didn't mean... Let's just go back to you thinking of me as a kitten... Her heart pounded as she tried not to think about how high up she was. I can do this. Summoning her courage, she started to stand, but then couldn't bring herself to swing her bare leg over the side of the ladder with him down there looking up at her. I can't do this. Don't be afraid. I'm right here. I won't let you fall. And I'm still willing to come up there. No, I can do it. I just can't quite get over your vantage point. Oh, you want me to wait outside? Heck no, I want you to hold the ladder steady. I got it, he said, switching to the other side of the ladder and disappearing from her view. His voice came up from under the loft. I'll just hold on to the ladder from this side while you get situated. Okay, that works. She took a deep breath, thankful he was being such a good sport about this whole awkward situation. I'm going to get on the ladder now. You sure you got a good hold of it? Yep, I got it. And that first step is the hardest. Once you're on the ladder, it's smooth sailing from there. Her pulse raced as she turned around. She wiped her sweaty palms on her shirt, then took hold of the top rung and swung her leg over. She let out a squeal as her shoe slipped. You okay? Yes, she said, her voice a little shaky as she regained her footing. Talk to me. Tell me something you're thinking about. You mean besides my half-naked attempt to defy death as I descend a ladder that looks older than my grandma? Yes. She had to smile. Okay, I'm thinking about how I've lived in California for the past 10 years, and I've gone to the beach a million times, so I'm trying to pretend I'm just wearing my swimsuit. She was fully on the ladder now, and she took another hesitant step down. Then do I get to be the lifeguard who's saving you? I'm certified in first aid, so I can administer mouth-to-mouth -mouth if the situation calls for it. She could hear the humor in his voice as she took another step. You're a pretty smooth talker when you're hidden under the loft. She descended another few steps, and Ethan's head came into view. His eyes were wide, and his mouth was open as he stared at her midsection. He made kind of a choking sound, then said, Are you wearing Iron Man underwear? She'd been waiting for some kind of comment when her red and yellow bikini underwear came into view. Now it was her face heating up. Yes, no, sort of. It's my sister's fault. She has a weird sense of humor and she wanted me to be brave about moving out here to Colorado. So she ordered me this value pack of superhero underpants. But when they came, we realized they were knockoffs. So I'm actually wearing Ironed Man underwear. She took another cautious step down the ladder, anxious to get her crotch out of his direct line of sight. I'd like to tell you I'm only wearing them because I'm low on laundry, but if you must know, I often wear them when I need a little extra ounce of courage or superhero skills for the upcoming day. I gotta know, what's happening in your life today that warranted Iron Man's superhuman strength, genius-level intellect, and acerbic wit? I'd say if it was a tug-of-war with a goat, Iron Man failed me. She cocked an eyebrow, peering at him through the rungs of the ladder. But I applaud your use of the word acerbic. 
He smiled and lifted his shoulders in a shrug. My mom was an English teacher. She raised her kids to have expansive an expansive vocabulary. Jillian offered him a coy smile. You know, big words are a turn-on for librarians. He swallowed. All librarians or just you? She lifted one shoulder. Why, is there another librarian you're interested in turning on? He tilted his head. Hazel Duncan works the desk at the library and she's pretty cute. Jillian barked out a laugh. She's 83. She's still pretty feisty. You make a valid point. I'm just asking to make sure I properly comprehend what kind of effects my usage of substantially large words might have on you. She raised an eyebrow. Don't think I don't know what you're doing. What, he asked, obviously trying to sound innocent. He raised his hand on the side of the ladder. It was just the slightest movement, but it was enough for the top of his fingers to graze the underside of hers. Because you shared that, I'm just going to tell you that maybe women in superhero underwear are turn on for cowboys. Jillian laughed, heat shooting up her spine at the soft touch of his hand against hers. I think all women in their underwear are a turn on for cowboys. He shrugged. All right, you do make a valid point. She took the last step and heaved a sigh of relief as her foot touched the solid ground of the barn floor. Her knees shook as her other foot followed. Ethan circled the ladder and slid his arm around her waist. Hey now, I got you. He peered down at her, offering her a coy grin as he picked a bit of hay from her bangs. You made it out of the tree, kitten. <sighs> there you go. Oh, oh my gosh, so cute. <laughs> I love that. I love it so much. Iron Man. Yeah. So go ahead and one click pre order it right now. It comes out on the 26th. Heck yeah. 26th of July. 26th of July. Yeah. It's okay. going to be great, here great. in less than two weeks. So, yes. Okay. Super soon. Yeah. And that right. was never that was never again cowboy. Never enough cowboy. Never enough cowboy. Okay. Okay. Um Catherine said that she actually has had a tug of war with a goat and they'll eat anything. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me see. We did have a couple questions. Let me go right oh, good. up to the good. top. Oh, where did they start? Um, before she gets to that, Jenny, uh, so Never Enough Cowboy, what's that, what uh, publishing company is that coming out with? Is that just going to be uh, on Amazon? Sourcebooks. Source so will source it be books, in... so you, it'll be at Walmart. It'll be at Barnes and Noble. It'll be wherever books are sold. Uh, it should be in your grocery store. Um, it's mass market paperback, so you should be able to find it anywhere. But Yay. if you pre-order it, I think it will just show up right on your um the paperback it'll show up on your door pretty close to when it comes out but yep. you should be able to find it in walmart and if you walk into walmart or barnes and noble on july 26th and it is not there ask them for it because they're having a little trouble with shelving stuff so okay yeah i've noticed that my my walmart sadly the book section is shrinking and then it's Ooh. like i don't know if they're having um staffing issues but you know, sometimes they're just not, they don't update it every Tuesday. Like, like they're, yeah. uh, like they say they will. So, um, all right. So if you don't see it on the day it comes out, ask about it, but there's still a chance that they are going to get it. They just haven't had their book person there yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Linda wants to know, what do you hope your readers take away from your stories? Um, so my stories always have a quirky small town in them. Um, I was asked the other day about why I write Western romance besides the cowboys. And it's just, for me, it's kind of all about community and that sense of, you know, how small town people take care of each other. And, um, so I think that's what I want people to take away is hope. A lot of my stories are second chance, redemption, um, and just an escape. And I feel like you're kind of stepping a little bit, you know, not necessarily back in time, but just to a simpler time and a simpler place where people are just kind and take care of each other. Yeah. How about you, Rachel? Doesn't that sound nice? And oh, some sexy so times. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and they have some sexy times, too. <laughs> Unless it's a Hallmark book. Unless it's a Hallmark, then there's no. And it's just alluded to, right? Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Rachel? 
Oh gosh. Um, you know, I hope that readers can, you know, like just have an escape, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of, you know, dive into a, another world, not have to think about what they're going through and just, you know, um, like I think like with my um, rom-com series, um, you know, it's a small town, everybody knows everybody. And, you know, they're the kind of characters that like you would want as your friends. Um, and then they're just so involved in everybody's life. Um, but it's a nice way to just not have to think about like what you're going through mm -hmm. um, yeah. and to laugh, to laugh and to have some, some steamy fun. Yep. Yeah. I love those answers. Yeah. And I would just add to that, that, I mean, when you step into that other world, you know that everything's going to turn out okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. You know you're yeah. going to get a happy ending or a happy for now ending yeah. for the most part. Um, so, yeah, I love that. Let's see. Um, Teresa wants to know, who is your favorite secondary character in all of your books? Mm. <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of a toss up because I love putting sassy old ladies into my books and feisty old ladies. So yes. both of my grandmas were just really, I was really close to both of my grandmas and I just love feisty old ladies. So in my page turner cozy mystery series, um, Edna is the 80 something year old grandma. That's like always the neighbor lady who's always getting them into trouble and getting them starting harebrained schemes. And in the horse rescue series, um, aunt sassy, she's only the, the James brothers aunt, but the whole town has kind of adopted her as their aunt and she's always getting them into trouble. And boy, does she get them into trouble in this book. I love <laughs> writing old ladies in my books. I do. I love it. I do, too. It is so much fun because you can just get, you know how like old ladies like to get away with crap because, and I said crap, <laughs> Dylan, I didn't say the SH word. I know. You've said it a couple of times now, Don. I'm counting. Damn it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> um... <laughs> Old ladies get away with stuff because they're old and they think, you know, screw it. Like I'm old. And so yeah. in, in a book, you can say, screw it. She's old. She can get away with whatever she wants. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I love writing old ladies. It's so much fun. How about you, Rachel? Who's your favorite, favorite secondary character in all your books? Oh, gosh. You know, in some of pets, some mm. good pet characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have one character in my, you know, rom-com series where he's kind of like the, I don't want to call him. He's like, he's like the beta male. I guess what is it, the cinnamon roll? Is that what we're going to call the them? Cinnamon roll, yeah. And I just feel like he's so like misunderstood and he's just, he's, he's a great guy. He takes care of his girl, um, gets himself into a lot of trouble. Um but, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, he just has a big heart and he means well. Yeah. And I have some old ladies, too, because, you know, got to have those. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Let's see. Another one from Teresa. Should we do, like, maybe two more and then we'll Sounds get to good. reading again? Um, yeah. Teresa wants to know, this should be quick. Would you rather spend your free time in the mountains or on a beach? Hmm. I live in the mountains, so I would take a beach so Oh, I'm so ready for a beach. What about you? Oh, gosh. Um, so I live in rural New Jersey, like up in the mountains, and we have lots of lakes with beaches. So I feel like I get like the most, the the best of both worlds. <laughs> so I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you afterwards where in New Jersey, because I lived in Cape May for a while. So, okay. Okay. Tell me well, where. I'm in the center of Colorado, so I am oh. landlocked. No yeah. No, I, I was <laughs> just the beach. I'm going to yeah. say like I was OK. Does a lake count as the beach? And I I'm kind of iffy as as if it does, because today I was on a lake in the mountains and it was kind of beachy. Mm. But I talked to this about my with my broker. It, it lacks that that peacefulness like that you get at the beach with like the waves lapping and the, yeah i and think the, the ocean is a whole different it is know. yeah so it's well, like I a think beach it, but not the beach beach i think it depends on the lake too yeah yeah it's like we we are our tiny cabins on a lake but there's not like a nice sandy beach i mean it's yeah you know, i'm thinking like a beach where the guys come by and are like would you like a frozen mudslide <laughs> <laughs> so like booze has to be involved like That's a a level of beach. And... 
All right, one more from Linda. What led you to start writing? This one might take a, a little bit longer. So give us yeah, a condensed yeah. version of your story. Who wants Ooh, to go me first? Me or Rachel? Either way. Rachel, you can go first this time. Okay. Um, hmm. I was watching a TV show. I'm not going to say which one. And I just didn't like the ending. And I thought well, what if I just wrote a book with my own ending? And that just kind of got the, the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Well, now um, afterwards, in addition um, to where you're going you to know live, show. yes, I want to know a show. 100%. So Don, you don't have to tell everyone all the great information you're going to get after we stop the show. I mean, just- I won't tell, I won't tell. You keep it to yourself and just ask her, but yeah. I only tell Dylan's secrets, so. Sorry, that's yeah, it. that's true. <laughs> that's true yes that's funny how about you jenny so i always wanted to write a book i've been a writer since you know grade school i wrote my first book in fifth grade it was like a nancy drew mystery book in fifth it. grade and i wrote a book in eighth grade and i always knew i was gonna do it i just life kind of got in the way and mm -hmm. you know you have a job and a husband and kids and all that just sort of I don't know. And I turned 40 years old and did this kind of life look, you know, back at my life. Like, what have I always wanted to do? My kids are getting ready to leave home, go to college. What's my next thing? And I always wanted to write a book. And I just was like, well, what are you waiting for? Just you better do it if you think you're going to do it. So I actually got out a notebook and started plotting the page turners. And I thought about what I liked reading in books and I wanted a book club and I wanted a mystery and I wanted a romance. And then um, I love Janet Ivanovich. She's my favorite author. And she posted somewhere, like I went on her website and it said, if you want to write romance, um, Romance Writers of America is a thing. And there was a chapter in my town and I started going to meetings and conferences and just learning everything I could and have made some of the best friends of my life through including Dylan yeah. um, through <laughs> conferences and, you know, going and meeting other writers. And I published my, I self published my first book in 2012 and um, have 27 now hybrid, both traditional. I think I've got 13 indie and 14 traditional. So a few things. I, I have a story similar to you, only it was Linda Lale Miller. And oh. I was on a Facebook chat with her. And I said, I decided to write a book. What should I do? And she said, join the Romance Writers of America. Isn't that awesome? And, yeah. And also, who here has met Dylan through either an online thing or a, a, like a conference? Like all of us book signing maybe book oh, signing i mean there's okay so there's only three of you here yeah. so i mean but we all have met you through like a conference or a book like oh a yeah book yeah or something well but that's so, how i've met yeah. all you too so i mean it's the same yeah I mean, but i don't even i feel like i've known you so long and i've seen you in person so many times i don't i don't remember even where i met you yeah not sure where I met you either, Jenny. I think maybe we were just, we've always just been connected. Always somehow. been friends. Yeah. You've always yeah. been. <laughs> All right. We need to get yes. to story. Rachel, yes. It's going by very quickly. Uh, we do have a couple other questions, but I'm going to save them. Okay. Until okay. after. So. Okay. I'm popping you up, Rachel. Okay. And you are alone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll just give you like a little bit of um, just a tiny little bit of background. So this is from my uh, Love by Design series. It's Love Under Construction. It's the first book in the series. Um, like I said, I changed my pen name. I'm rebranding. So it's not quite on Amazon yet, but it will be um, as I get them all back up there. But anyway, uh, small town, rom-com, romance, everybody's friends with everybody. They all went to high school together. And now it's like 10 years later. Um, and uh, my male main character, you know, Hunter, he alpha male, um, went off to the military, came back. My female main character, she went off to... Um, college, got her degree in design, watched a lot of the Property Brothers and was like, 
I want to flip houses. And so this is her first project coming home. Um, and there's lots of other stuff going on with the other characters, but just to kind of set up this particular chapter, um, it's Hunter and Taylor Jane, and they are in the uh, flipped property and they have some animal intruders. <laughs> so I'll just go from there. And because he's kind of a potty mouth, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beep out the, you know, the stuff you probably don't want on there. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Uh, Hunter, get in here. Taylor Jane screamed at the top of her lungs, scaring the poop out of me as I scrambled to get down off the ladder, nearly catching my hammer in the process. This happened to be one of those nights where it was the two of us who remained working together and everyone else quit for the day. The ladder jerked, and for a moment, I wondered if I was going to fall before I righted myself, taking another step down to the solid wood floor beneath my feet. This woman would be the death of me. I questioned why I ever agreed to this darn project in the first place, tripping on the last rung down. My boot lodged, the aluminum ladder colliding on top of me, crashing down. My body broke the ladder's fall, and my back hit the floor hard, kicking the wind right out of me. Luckily, nothing killed me falling off the top, only the rain of silver nails I had been using to secure the section of drywall I was putting up. I rolled over on the floor and felt the pinch of two nails poking through the butt of my jeans. Beep, I said to the empty room. <laughs> the nails pulled out easy and I tried to recall the last time I had a tetanus shot. I didn't remember. It might have been a year ago when I sliced my arm splitting drywall. I really didn't want to have to get another one. This project would be the death of me, just like this woman, or at least maim me permanently. This much I knew was certain. Hunter! Coming, shrew! Grumbling through the pain, I pocketed the stupid nails, ignoring the sting of punctured skin, wondering if I bled through my darn boxers. All these years, and the girl still had a set of lungs on her that didn't have me too worried about someone busting into the house. Nope, she'd just take a few years off my life in the process. I rushed towards the kitchen, bypassing a mirror hanging on the wall that she refused to take down and imagined seeing a few new gray hairs taking root in my scalp. I couldn't confirm from first glance, but I would definitely be back later to check it out. Babe, the nickname fell from my loose lips, followed by, what the heck? Oh, bleep and bleep. I stumbled into her, nearly taking her down, getting a mouthful of strawberry scented blonde hair, grabbing her, shaking her shoulders to keep her upright in front of me. I pulled her back against my chest. Her breasts heaved under my arms, two soft mounds pressed against me with the potential to cross my eyes and curse me stupid. If I were a real pervert, a skill better left to Damien, I would have sneaked a peek down my best friend's red checkered flannel shirt. Instead, I forced myself to think about aging, aging aunts and 20 cats and pea-smelling trailers in the Alabama heat to keep my beep from doing anything dirty from behind. She held the crowbar she must have been using to chip off the god-awful tiles from the counter's backsplash. I looked past her at the corner of the kitchen into large black beady eyes that glowed with malevolence from under tufts of gray and brown feathers. Stupid bird scared me half to death. She shuddered under my grasp and hooking my arm protectively around her, I squeezed gently, pulling her back out of the way into the hallway behind us. Give me the crowbar. She handed me the metal bar hovering next to me. I took it from her hands and placed the ball cap on my head backwards so nothing obstructed my view of the diseased bringing flying rat. Hunter, I waved her back with one hand, my eyes trained on the enemy. I got this. Eyes locked on the bird, I didn't know who I was trying to reassure more, more her or myself, but I knew I couldn't back out once the words were uttered. Hunter, are you sure? I mean, what if it has rabies? Hissing, I found Taylor Jane's faith in my ability to annihilate the feathered creature not at all encouraging. I huffed my reply. Babe, grab me the Swiffer from the pantry. Ignoring her soft snort of irritation, I issued my command, hoping this darn bird wouldn't emasculate me. It was a good thing I had the crowbar, right? Taylor Jane left the kitchen, and for a moment, we stared each other down, man to fowl, my eyes to his beady ocular orbs. I expected it to fly at me, claws out and screeching, but it seemed as uncertain of me as I did of it. Here, nudging me, Taylor handed me the pole. Don't hurt him. Pleading blue eyes melted my angst, and I wondered how the heck I was getting this thing out of here without ruffling more than just a few feathers, 
were putting holes in the kitchen's new drywall. One second she was screaming bloody heck, and now she had her panties in a bunch, begging me to let this animal live out our half demo, live in our half demo project. Unbelievable. I would never understand women. Wait in the living room. There was that pout of hers again. What was she expecting with an infec infectious diseased wing killer hanging out over the sink? I tried again, indicating the living room with a nod. Please, it's safer and I won't have to worry about you getting clawed or me swinging too wide. Hefting the crowbar I still held, she rolled her eyes. Hunter, you played football, not baseball. Don't hurt yourself, please. This thing could have some communicable disease, probably a half dozen, and new ones not yet named by the scientists of the CDC. And she had the gall to mock my good arm. Taylor Jane muttered something about equal rights and entered into the living room, leaving me with something akin to Hitchcock's The Birds. Taking a deep breath, I squared off with my opponent. All right, you beady-eyed trucker. Time for you to get out of my girl's house. I took a step toward him, one hand with a Swiffer and the other a crowbar, and it took off flying in a wide circle screeching. The piercing sound surprised me, forcing a bob of my head down. I was glad no one else was here in the house to witness this. Ah! The Swiffer got waved in a compulsory arc, followed by the crowbar and a duck for cover when it swooped down, only to circle the ceiling a second time. Nothing about my time in the military could have prepared me for an enemy like this. You're going down, mother trucker. Muttering under my breath, I dropped the bar and made a dash for the window over the sink, flinging the windsill up, windowsill upward. The little bugger made another circle of the kitchen and I felt it challenging me, mocking me, and my temper flared to DEFCON 6. I swore it dived at me and I ducked, crouching low, throwing my hands up and covering my head. I lunged toward it, trying to encourage it out the open window. Grrr, I missed and ended up knocking over Taylor's fancy life planning notebook that had a girly name I couldn't remember off the counter, scattering her notes everywhere like a nuclear winter. Everything okay in there? She was going to be mad about the planner, but I had to pick my battles. And right now, getting rid of the Tootsie Roll Owl was my top priority instead of tertiary shade organizing paint chips. Yep, almost got it worked out. Everything according to plan. Are you sure, Hunter? Maybe I should call Chase to come over. I blew a gusting breath of air that lifted the non-existent hair off my forehead. I didn't need her best friend's brother, my former football teammate, who happened to be a veterinarian coming over to take care of this. I was a vet of a different kind and trained for stuff like this. Nope, it's fine. I got this. Go do something upstairs. Please, woman, just let me fix this without you undermining me for once. Chase said he could come right over, Taylor Jane yelled from the living room. You already called him? Yelling back, I felt incredulous and hopped behind my ears. Not even a minute, and she's called in backup. Such faith she has in me. The bird swooped down again before perching on top of a cabinet. Chase said, interrupting her, I yelled, I don't need Dr. Trucking Doolittle. Grr. Taylor Jane really knew how to shrink my ego quicker than a cold shower. I hoped and prayed she stayed out and let me take care of this my way, of course. I might add a few more holes to the kitchen, but nothing I couldn't cover up tomorrow. Another yell and scream, and I had the Swiffer up and underneath the vermin. Heavy breaths left my hands unsteady, and I squared my shoulders, holding tight. The winged beast was less than five feet from me, and for something so small, I freaked the beep out like a virgin on prom night. The whole encounter left me emasculated, and if it was the last thing I did, I would win this battle of man versus bird. I would do it for my girl. Getting back to business, I raised the Swiffer up to level out the bird, and its eyes bore down on me. Deep breaths slowed my racing heart as I kept my arms steady to the point of cramping. Easy, easy bird, that's it. I realized I was talking softly to the darn bird, and I hope Taylor Jane appreciated this by baking me some cookies, double fudge brownies, or a mother's cherry tart recipe I love so much. Anxiety twisted my stomach and the hope for chocolate anything after all this darn effort. Come on, Mr. Al. I moved him just slightly, but it wasn't enough to get to get it out the window yet. It's okay. Okay, good boy. Please don't fly in my face again. Hunter, I squeezed my eyes shut, gathering a calming breath. Not now, Taylor Jane. Not now. Gritted teeth, I scolded her in a deep voice as I lowered the darn puff of brown and gray feathers another fraction of the distance closer to the open window. Those black and gold rimmed eyes seemed to narrow in on me like lasers, and if I were a lesser man, 
I might have pooped myself. Don't hurt Mr. Hooter, she yelled from the vicinity of the front foyer. Did you just name this bird? Clenching my teeth would have been, would have, would have my dentist mad, but I was beyond rational emotion, and I swear this bird had to be male because this felt like the worst pissing contest possible. Sure did. He's cute, don't you think? He needed a name, right? I was 100% positive my best friend had it out for me. I would gladly take rabies after this. No, no, I don't think so. Grumbling, I kept my eye on the downy feathered prize that squinted at me. I was positive birds could do this because that was exactly what it looked like. He was sizing me up. At least I could confidently say my beep was bigger. Not that it mattered. A step closer had me coaxing the bird in a hushed growl. Doing good, Mr. Hooter. Nope, nope, don't fly away, Mr. Hooter. Don't fly. Please stop looking at me. Oh, Jesus, here we go. Coaxing the wild bat of feathers, I stepped back, lowering the rod further outside the rim of the window and got the rod just beyond the lip of the window. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my. Hey, gee. Oh, oh, poop. I shook the rod with a good swing, knocking the bird off, forcing him to fly away from the house. Beep, yeah, yeah, beeping, yeah, mother trucker. Mission accomplished. I flung him out off the swifter, letting it go out the window and feeling a little like John McClane in Die Hard, watching the bird take off into the night sky. It flew upward as I fell back against the cabinets with heaving breaths. I was splayed out on the floor, feeling a sting in my butt from the nails that, well, nailed me moments earlier when Taylor Jane rushed in again, kneeling at my side. Is Mr. Hooter okay? Her hands clutched my face and all I could do was close my eyes and let my head hang back against the cabinets. Seriously, Taylor Jane? Here I was on the kitchen floor, a wounded victim from two nails in my butt, and she was more concerned about a darn bird that almost stabbed my eyes out with his beak, a bird she named Mr. Hooter. All I could think about were boobs and birds right now. The idea was appalling until I looked at Taylor Jane's heaving chest with wide eyes. Birds and boobs. Boobs and birds. I hope my beep stood down. The sleeves of her two large red flannel shirt were rolled up and a wide braided belt nipped in her waist over short as heck jean shorts joined by her new tan Timberland work boots. I kind of missed the blue ones she wore matching her eyes and it was a mighty fine sight as my beep agreed pressing painfully against my jeans. Why couldn't my best friend wear clothes that covered her business up? A paper bag, a black trash bag, anything that didn't scream beat me up on the kitchen floor with the drywall dust for starters would be nice. My mother would have called her exasperating. If I was being honest with myself, I wanted to beep her hard. Frustrated, I stood up a little unsteady and walked past her back to the living room and my current drywall project. My butt hurt and I said nothing. Limping back to my half put up sheetrock with a tetanus shot on my to-do list for tomorrow, I wasn't taking any chances. Hunter? Yes, Taylor Jane? Is, uh, is your butt bleeding? The observation wasn't lost on me, but my patience was paper thin and I couldn't deal with any more emasculation today. I needed to go home, watch some sports, drink a beer in the dark, and try, yank, jank, and try yanking my junk without thinking about her. I'm fine, but even I knew that was a lie. I was so far from beeping fine with this girl. Hunter, what? My tone was sharper than I meant it to be. Sure you're okay. You kind of scream like a girl back in there. A wicked little smile turned the corners of her face as she thumbed in the direction of the kitchen. I shook my head, ignoring her. Taking off my baseball cap, slapping it on my leg, and running a hand over my shorn head, I walked away, leaving her mouth gaping in the kitchen. Designer notebook pages littered the linoleum floor that would be ripped up later this week. Window screens were definitely getting installed tomorrow morning ahead of schedule. Screw Taylor Jane's budget. I refused to have any other ruffled feathers during this nightmare project that seemed fraught with problem after problem. Okay. <laughs> so cute oh my gosh tried to edit it as best i could no you did great <laughs> they love they love the bleeping bleeps and also it says boots and birds lol yeah all right i know we are short on time um yeah. which is my fault because i i think i talked way too much in the beginning but I want to get to as many questions as we can, like in the next minute or so. So let's do speed questions, shall we? Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Teresa wants to know, um, I learned a new phrase from Jenny last week, hero baiting. Do you use this technique? So Jenny, do you want to tell us first real quick sure. what hero baiting is? And then we can tell you if we use that technique. 
Uh, hero baiting just means that you're baiting the next, the future hero in your book. I'm sure that you all do this. So in a series, you bring in the hero in the current book and you bait, you know, and give us all the reasons why we're in love with the new hero and why oh, yeah. we have to read his book next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Got it. I, I've never heard it called hero baiting before. So nope. I thought you had like some masterful technique that you were going to enlighten us all with. <laughs> that I is mean, a masterful technique. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. No, that's, that's funny. So yes. I'm glad to hear, hear Dylan hasn't heard of it either because I was like, Oh crap. Am I like so far out of the game that I don't oh. know what hero baiting is. So I'm not baiting the next year. I don't know. I learned it, it from Deb. So I don't know. Okay. But I learned it from awesome. Do you, do you call it that Rachel? I, you know, I've never called it that, but um, I've always like kind of teased who the next couple is um, yeah. in my longer series. So, yeah. Yep. I agree. I, I think readers love that and hate it at the same time. Um, but all right. And then Linda wants to know what attracted you to the genre you write in. Uh, well, I like Happily Ever Afters. Yeah. 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 I like mysteries. I like rom-coms. I like to laugh. I like to cry. I love women's fiction. I love stories with women's friend, you know, friendship. Um, I'm a middle child. I have a bunch of siblings. And so I just love the friendship of women and the fun that they have and the trouble they get into. And I just love a book that makes you laugh and swoon a little and have a happy ending and fall in love. So do you also love cowboys then? And I love cowboys. <laughs> okay. Just checking. I'm I'm from Colorado, but I'm originally from Kansas, a small town in Kansas. And so yeah. grew up on a farm, horses. I'm a horsey girl. So what about you, Don? What attracted you? Because this is actually the last question I scrolled way down. This is the last what about one. Rachel. Rachel. Oh, I'm sorry. She oh. said um, yeah, Rachel, yeah, yeah, love happily ever yeah. afters, you know. Happily um just want to escape into that and you know all of the shenanigans and hijinks that they all get into yeah now are, now are you gonna are you ask passing me? are you passing don no what was question what attracted you to jenner oh i love cowboys i i i heard you have to write what you know right and so, <laughs> like i know cowboys i know westerns um i grew up there i i that's all the things that i did my whole life um, if I wrote what I love to read, I would read Regents. I would write Regency, but I have mm -hmm. zero knowledge of Regency other than what I read. So, but yeah. you write paranormal too. I do. Well, I love paranormal because I can make up. I said, stuff. You can make stuff up. I can make stuff up. I can make <laughs> stuff up. I can just like create things that are just like coming out of me and. It's, it's all about the creating of things and like making whole new worlds that nobody's ever been to. And then I can make any rules I want to in that world. And I love that. Like the, just the creative um, freedom of paranormals. So. Yeah. And I would agree with everything you guys said. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cop out. Come on. Give me one more thing. One more thing. Um. I think so. I, I write steamy small town contemporary and contemporary westerns. And I I mean, I, I write steamy because I like the steamy, you know, so I mean, we haven't talked about heat level, but but I I, I like the heat. I, I like, you know, the I like falling in love along with I mean, I write male, female. So I, I like falling in love with the hero, you know, along with the heroine, alongside yeah. the heroine. Um, as I write. Oh, I love so that. I like the, mm -hmm. I don't know. The butterflies. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I like yeah. love stories. So. Oh, and, you're just and, a big old softie. And it's, you know, I like them even more when there's a little bit of, a little bit of heat involved. So. Yeah. yeah. Like that bathtub right. scene from All American Cowboy. That was um, Sweet Tea and Second Chances. Okay. Oh, dang it. Man. Yes. Sorry, That's sweet right. You were chance. almost there. You were almost, almost there. there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for this week. Um, we've got 
a giveaway up on the Romance Happy Hour page that we will leave open through the weekend. Do you want to say real quick, do you remember what you're giving away? I know we asked you for that information a while ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I was giving away an ebook of the first book in the, um, the Creed and Source Rescue series um, at Cowboy State of Mind. Okay. And you read I, I, don't, I don't remember what I was giving away, but I could give away a signed paperback. Oh, and I could do a $10 Amazon gift card too. So <laughs> I, I think that's what we have up there is a $10 yeah. Amazon gift card. Oh, so okay. you, you could yeah. um, give the winner Either their way. choice if you want yeah. to do that. So sure. or, yeah, however you want to handle okay. that. So. Or, or, or pick two, you know, one sure. can get yeah. a gift card, one can get the signed Book. All right, we can do that too. So yeah, so make sure you head over and see what you need to do to enter both of those. And then we'll be back in two weeks, Don. Yeah, two weeks. So yeah. Anything else to add? Thanks yeah. for having me. Thanks yeah, for having me. Like in a really long time. So this was fun. It is. This was a lot of fun. Oops, there we can take the comment off so we all get a little bit bigger. Um Thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. And just so you guys know, Jenny and Rachel stepped in at the last minute because we had um, <laughs> two different authors cancel last minute. It was my fault. I wasn't paying attention to the emails. <laughs> they well, confirmed and, and then they canceled. So. Summer has been really tricky because I yeah. think it feels like this summer, you know, last summer people were kind of getting out a little bit more, but it, mm -hmm. it feels like people are are getting out and um, getting around this summer. And so, yeah. yeah, I think people have just underestimated how busy, how busy things are. I, mm -hmm. I can't believe it's already the middle of July. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but. Oh my God, right? Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'm on deadline, so I'm not leaving my house. So I was around. <laughs> well, thank you so much for stepping in, both of you. You are yes. lifesavers. Thank you very much. For me, so. Yeah. And as for everybody else, if you've missed a past episode, feel free to go back. They're all on our website at romancehappyhour.com and they're all in podcast form. So you can take us with you wherever you go. And um, YouTube. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. You'll live on forever now. So as ever long as the ever. internet lasts. All right. Well, we will see you in two weeks. Thanks for joining us and everybody have a great night. Bye. for joining us for this week's episode of Romance Happy Hour. To find out who's coming on next or catch up on the video episodes, visit our website at romancehappyhour.com. Don't forget, you can always join us live on the second and fourth Thursday of each month on the Romance Happy Hour Facebook page. To connect with Dawn or me, check the show notes for our contact info. We'll see you next time. Cheers! Cheers.